Good morning and welcome. I welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ to our communion table. May God work in your hearts today and always. One quick change in the bulletin, um, Foster Lundy will be replaced by his father, Mike Lundy, today for the offertory. So no, Foster hasn't grown a lot taller, just a little bit. <laughs> today is the start of our 40-day walk with God leading up to our congregational blessing. How fitting that today's theme is bring the children. Each new journey starts with childlike joy and faith. As we go further into our preparation, we are embarking on a new adventure with all the excitement that goes with it. We need to remember to look at life through the lens of a child, to see with new eyes and capture the wonder of new understanding. Please feel free at any point during today's service, not just during the hymns, to write any names that come to you that you'd like to offer into our prayer book. Do not be afraid to take this time today to work in your 40-day journal either. Today's service is meant for everyone to come to the Lord as a child and child at heart. Take the time to color or draw. Take the time to commune with each other. Use this time to reflect on your walk with God. I invite you to join with me in the call to worship. This is an echo reading. It's a little different than what you may have seen before, and it is interactive. If I give a hand motion, please do that back. If I change the tone of my voice, echo that back too. Kids, I want you guys to be the leaders and show the adults how it's done, okay? The call to worship has been taken from Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, How majestic is your name in the entire world. This is God's wondrous world. Your praise reaches up to the heavens. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When I look at the sky, when I look at the sky, which you have made, at the moon, and the earth and all stars, which you set in their places, what are human beings that you think of them? What are human beings that you think of them? What are mortals that you care for them? What are mortals that you care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than yourself. You crowned them with all glory, Lord, and honor. You gave them dominion over everything you made. You placed them over all creation. God of creation. 
and cattle and the wild animals too. The birds and the fish and the creatures of the sea. The birds and the fish and the creatures of the sea. O Lord, our Lord. O Lord, our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the world. Amen. God, present in all creation, in all life, we hear your call, bring the children. God, present in all spectrum of all creation, we embrace our call to bring children to you. We seek your blessing and pray our insight be quickened to see and hear the one who came like a child, even Jesus the Christ. Amen.
We light this candle for peace, peace for earth, peace in our world, peace in our community, peace in our families, peace in our hearts. Dear God, please bring peace today, even as Jesus called all the children to be blessed. Please bless each other, one here today with the peace of Jesus Christ. Please bless those who have their names written in our prayer book. Bring light to the darkness. Amen. Good morning. Welcome to day one of our 40-day walk together. Before I begin with our moment of blessing for the week as we focus on our word adventure, just wanted to take this time on behalf of the pastorate to be sure everyone is aware of the materials that are available to you for your 40-day walk, which begins today. So we have a podcast series that's being done by Brad Johnson and Shane Adams. They're posting about twice a week, and they are interviews with people from our congregation and with our evangelist. They'll be talking about our weekly focus word and other fun topics that come up with our host. The first two podcasts are already up. It's an interview. There's one with an interview with me talking about creating the blessing companion, and then there's one with our evangelist, Chris Judd. They'll be um, releasing a new episode every Tuesday and Friday, if you're someone who likes to know the schedule for that. They can be found on Google Play or Apple Podcasts, or if this is easier for you, the links are available on our website under a congregational blessing page that is there for you now. We also have the countdown to our blessing advent calendar, as Mary shared when she came up earlier, for the kiddos and families. 
Mary Gill, Laura Beckman, and Brooke Traxel created these adorable clipboards containing daily activities for the kids to participate in and get excited about as we grow closer to our blessing each day. I know that they were created to display once you've finished them, maybe on a wall in your home so the kids can see them as a visual reminder for all that they have done as they count down. Again, if you have little ones, please be sure that you grab one of these to have for your family. And then finally, available to everyone is our blessing companion. I designed this to be your companion as we all journey together in the next 40 days. Each week, we'll focus on a word. When the new week begins, you'll have a focused story, a focused scripture, and a focused thought to ponder. Then each day of that week, you'll have a focused scripture, activity, prayer thought, inspirational quote, and a journal prompt, all of which will keep us centered on our weekly focus word. This is meant to be your very personal journal. So write all over it, draw all over it, make it look lived in as you want to, make it very personal as you walk with God during these 40 days. I've had some people say, I can't write in this. And I say back to you, please do. I want it to grow double in size because you've added to it and personalized it and made it yours. This can be done very personally, or it can be done in collaboration with your family, however you would prefer to do that. It's meant to hopefully try to reach all four of the spiritual types. And in addition to this, as it being a part of your daily preparation, I will also, offer be, also be offering a blessing companion class every Sunday night at 6.30 here at church, starting this Sunday. We will um, just discuss and share and check in with one another. I want to be sure you know that you'll never be forced to share anything confidential or private that you don't want to. I know journaling can be a very personal journey, but think of it more as a prayer and testimony service with what you'd like to share and discuss. And if you would like to come, I'd love to see you each Sunday night. So as we begin today, day one, week one, we turn our focus to the word adventure. If you have your blessing companion with you, hopefully you do, um, go ahead and take it out if you want. At the back, and if you don't, you can use a bulletin or any piece of paper that you have available to you. At the back of the first week, there are two blank papers that say notes or thoughts on adventure. This would be a great place to write this um, next section down if you want to. Again, if you don't, you can use your bulletin or any paper you want. If you're more of a visual person, feel free to do this in your mind. Think of the word adventure. Write down the word adventure. After you've written down the word adventure, write down your own personal definition of what adventure means to you. Now envision packing a suitcase for your adventure. Write down what you will need. This suitcase is not 
for your physical needs, but rather it's a suitcase for your subconscious. It is a suitcase that holds the intangibles. It is a sacred suitcase. Write down what you need to bring with you. You have your suitcase and you are ready, but before you take your first step, think about all the people that are on this journey with you. Write down something that will remind you that you are not going to take this adventure alone. Now we are off. We've begun our adventure as a community. Our first stop today is at the communion table. Communion is an opportunity to mutually recommit to Christ's mission. It is also a time for healing and strengthening. Write down the word communion. Although we refer to Jesus' meal with his disciples as the Last Supper, today is our first meal together as we begin this 40-day walk. Like the disciples, we may have trepidations and doubts about our next steps, but we pray that sharing in the Lord's Supper will nourish and sustain us as we journey ahead. They were set out on an adventure into the unknown outcome, just as we are today. But we also, just as the disciples, go out in faith that God wants to bless us. After you receive communion today, what additional qualities will you add to your sacred suitcase that will be helpful for your adventure? Write those down. Write down how you feel better prepared for our journey now that we will share in our first meal together this morning.
So repack your suitcase with everything you've gained from communion. It is time to pick it up and continue on our adventure. But don't worry. Your sacred suitcase is not heavy. It is full of the loving qualities that you will need for all that is ahead of us. And as we journey, I leave you with this scripture. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, present your request to God. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. May we present our excitement and our anticipation for this week of adventure together. From Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through 16. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples sternly turned to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter into it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Can I have the children come forward, please? <clears throat> Can you hear me now? Okay. At the end of my talk today, we're going to have a secret message. Yay. But right now, I have a more important message to tell you. Jesus loves all of us. He likes, he loves big people and little people and in-between people. He loves people of all ages. He loves babies, and he loves great-great-grandparents. All people are important and can do many, many, many things to spread Jesus' message. And as Jen just read to us, one day, people brought their little children to see Jesus. And they were hoping that Jesus would bless them. That's when Jesus would say a special prayer over them. But do you know what the disciples did? They got mad, and they were saying, no, 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 no. This message isn't for little kids. Jesus' message is for adults. Parents, take your kids away. Jesus doesn't need to see them. Did Jesus like that? 
No. Jesus spoke up, and he told his disciples, let the little children come see me. And then he said, because God's kingdom belongs to children. Wow. Can you imagine a kingdom that belongs to kids? Jesus told everyone that if they wanted to enter God's kingdom, they needed to receive the kingdom of God like children does do. So does that mean that Jesus thinks that unless you take naps and are learning to read and count, that you can't be part of God's world? No. Does that mean that if you can't yet do algebra or calculus and you're still learning how to drive, you can't be part of God's kingdom? No. No. I think what Jesus meant, that if you want to enter God's kingdom, you need to trust God, just like you trust your parents. You need to obey Jesus and God every day, just like you obey your parents every day, or should obey your parents every day. Jesus is saying that we need to trust God, and we need to love God, and we need to do what God tells us to do, just like we do with our parents. God, through Jesus, told us that everybody is important. God loves everyone completely and totally. Now, here's our secret message that I talked about. I need the first letter of each of those pictures so we can fill it in. And if you're big enough to figure all the puzzle to yourself, don't spoil it, okay? So what's the first letter of leaf? Let's yell it out. L. L. And what's the first letter of elephant? T. And tree. And tree. And hat. And elephant. And leaf. And igloo. And tree tree. (laughs) And leaf. There's a lot of leaves up there. And elephant. And cat. And hat. Igloo. Leaf. Dog. Heart. No, that ring. <laughs> Jesus loves you, even if you can't do puzzles. Okay, and then another elephant. And then a nest with eggs in it. And, and then a cat. And then an owl. I can't really see that angle, but thank you. A mouse. And an elephant, and yet another tree, and an owl, and a mouse, and an elephant. And what does that say? Let the little children come to me. Right. Let the little children come to me. That's what Jesus said. That's what he said. You guys are just as important to his kingdom 
as the old people, like me. <laughs> now, I have, or Jen has, a present for you all, just because you were so good, and you, when you get this, please go back to your seats, and then listen to the really boring lady talk later. Maybe this is why the disciples were concerned about them coming to Jesus. From Mark 14, 22 to 24. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. He gave it to them, and all. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Let's look at communion today like a child. 
how many of you couldn't wait until you were eight years old so you could finally have communion? Okay. For me, I hate to confess, it was probably the reason to get baptized. If the grown-ups got to have a snack in church, why couldn't I? And do you remember your first taste of the wine? I remember Savannah's first time. She puckered up and very loudly said, it's yucky. <laughs> and the whole church giggled as it was her only her eating at that time. But do we face communion with a child's anticipation? Craving to be closer to God? Truly believing that we are going to be forgiven? Or has it become a, a ritual so ingrained that it's lost its meaning to us? Do we view our commitment to God as, what's in it for me? Can I finally have a snack in church? Can I finally get what I deserve? Or do we view our commitment as a child, saying, Lord, you've done so much for me. What can I do for you? Are we sharing with God? Or are we just taking? Are we communicating with God? Are we even listening? We tell our children, listen to God. There's a small voice. It's going to tell you what to do. But do we listen? Do we listen to the words of the communion prayer? Or do we just hope that we can get back up from kneeling? Oh God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread and wine to the souls of all those who partake of them, that they may eat and drink in remembrance of the body and blood of thy Son, and witness unto thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of thy Son and always remember him and keep his commandments which he has given them that they may always have his spirit to be with them. Amen. If I tell the children to remember Jesus and to keep his commandments, they will try. Will we?
And if they fail, they know that God forgave them. Do we know that God has forgiven us? If I tell the kids that Jesus is always with them, even in bad times, they know it. Do we? Or do we cry, God, why have you forsaken me? If I tell the children that we take communion to remember that we have taken Christ's name as Christians, they will remember it. Will we remember that we are Christians the next time we come across a social media post that we don't agree with? Or we come across an inconsiderate driver? The children will tell you that we are eating and drinking Jesus. They'll wonder how it happens. Do we stop and wonder at God's goodness and majesty and miracles? Kids will tell you that Jesus is always in our hearts. Do we remember that with communion, we may always have his spirit to be with us? Do we act like the disciples who got annoyed with people who didn't believe in Jesus' message the way we do? Or are we like Jesus? Are we open to sharing the message with everyone? Listen to any children's moment. What is the answer? Jesus, God, love. Do we remember as we go through life that Jesus, God, and love are the answers? As we share in the Holy Sacrament of Communion today, may we learn to be like children. May we learn to truly depend on God, to trust him, to remember him, to obey his commandments, and to keep his spirit with us always. Amen.
As you are able, please kneel for the blessing on the bread. Eternal God, we ask you, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who receive it, that they may eat in remembrance of the body of your Son and witness to you, O God, that they are willing to take upon them the name of your Son and always remember him and keep the commandments which he has given them, that they may always have his Spirit to be with them. Amen.
as you are unable, please, please kneel for the moment. Eternal God, we ask you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this wine to the souls of all those who receive it, that they may drink in remembrance of the blood of your Son, which was shed for them, that they may witness to you, O God, that they do always remember him, that they may have his spirit to be with them. Amen.
The Olathe Congregation is a community partner with the Indian Creek Elementary School, and uh, our theme this week is uh, quite well-timed in that this is the uh, week that we're kicking off our uh, snack program with them this year. Um, Harvesters has a program uh, that provides food to children who rely heavily during the week on uh, the lunch programs and the breakfast programs at the school, but during the weekend, when school is out, uh, they're at risk uh, for coming to school on Monday, having not eaten uh, enough over the weekend. So Backsnack provides the food, and we here at Olathe, we store and deliver and sort the food uh, for the children so that they can be delivered by their teachers uh, late in the week and take it home with them on the weekend, uh, helping to plug that gap. But our partnership uh, extends beyond that, and there are other opportunities for us, uh, for these children, if you're interested. Um, they are looking for mentors for the children or lunch buddies or whatever you want to call it. If you have a one day a week, uh, I'm sorry, one day a month, twice a month, frankly, they, they'll take whatever schedule you've got to come and sit with these kids. And the principal expressed to me this year that they're especially looking for men. Uh, they are down to one male teacher and one male custodian, and that is all they've got in the school as far as male role models. And some of these children, many of these children, don't have one at home either. So if you are uh, capable of giving some of your time, that would be greatly appreciated. Feel free to talk to me or Michelle about that. Um, there are also many other opportunities. If you have time, uh, we'd love to uh, have your participation. As members of the Community of Christ, we are called to help, ch and help end child poverty and ensure that all children are happy, healthy, and ready to learn. Let us remember the needs of children and, call, and the call to be free with your sus substance. And before you seek for riches, seek for the kingdom of God. We are called in Jacob's second chapter to do good, to clothe the naked, and to feed the hungry, and to liberate the captive, and to minister relief to the sick and the afflicted. In more recent counsel in Doctrine and Covenants 151, you who are my disciples must be found continuing in the forefront of those organizations and movements which are recognizing the worth of persons and are committed to bringing the ministry of my son to bear on their lives. Would you pray with me? The ushers, please come forward. Jumping ahead here. Dear Lord, we ask your blessing on these funds that they may be used to do your good works in a peaceable kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Before I pray this morning, I invite you to look around at all the precious children and youth that are in this room. I also invite you to think of all the many children in our lives and in our hearts that matter to us, neighbors, families, friends, grandchildren, and hold them in your heart and your minds while I pray. Dear Lord, we come before you today holding up to you each of these precious children that we love so much. We thank you for entrusting their care to us and allowing them to be a part of our lives. We thank you for opening your heart to them, for guiding them and blessing them and protecting them every step of their journey so far. Lord, we ask a continued blessing as they move through each day, whether they be with trusted friends, in new experiences, or facing something very difficult. Give them the strong assurance of your love, your acceptance, and your continued presence, the gift of your guidance and friendship. Help them to know that you are the companion they can trust to always be with them. Lord, guide us as their congregation, their families, and their friends to stay open to their ongoing needs. Open our minds and our hearts. Help us to provide structure, listening ears, wisdom, and lots and lots of love. Guide us in the difficult times. Enlighten us in the joyful times. Help us to share the same love, light, and joy with them that they share with us each day. We leave them in your care, Lord, and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. children, may the understanding of the ages and the hope of new life transform and heal us as we go forth from this service of worship. We give thanks for your message that convicts and inspires us, 
renews and releases us in harmony with creation as one human family. May the heart of every child be joyful. May the mouth of every child be nourished. May the viewpoint of every child be filled with your message. May the soul of every child be blessed. We pray this in the name of the one who came like a child, Jesus the Christ. Amen. congregation in terms of um, what is that magic number? What is that percentage that says, yes, we will vote? That is, um, I'm not sure that that's the conversation we need to have. Um, like I said, we want to be able to um, find this balance with what all of our, our needs are before us. So my experience thus far with um, others, since we've had the use of net, po uh, the new net use, <laughs> use of net proceeds policy mm -hmm. has been a 50-50. And so this is the first time that, um, that with a congregation that has recommended a different um, percentage. And so this is part of the process that is important for the, um, the pastorate to hear. Um, so I'm hopeful that we can come to a conclusion. But that is, it still remains the decision of the field apostle, director of field ministries, and presiding bishop, ultimately the presiding bishop. So I want to advocate <laughs> on behalf of all parties um, and and do so in a way that is wise for both sides. So the determination on October 14th, prior to the vote to sell. That's my birthday, by the way. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Just a little bit. That needs to be um, uh, the, the, the percentage of what, how the net proceeds will be dispersed will be a part of, will be known before the vote. So I just wanted to fill in, and maybe Shane will give the details, but um, to, to accomplish what Janae has um, suggested, in other words, for us to find out where the congregation um, is as far as percentage, um, do you want to talk about what our plan is? Um, did you have something you wanted to say, Bruce? I don't want to. Are you sure? Okay. So um, I, I think... Uh, Based on the, I think based on the, the discussions and the, and the, I don't want to say reaction, but the, but the kind of feedback that was received from the September 23rd meeting, um, the pastors uh, have, have been in a lot of conversation since 
and, and really want to ensure that the congregation feels uh, a part of that. Um, the, the, I think initially the, the intent was we've got a leadership team, we've got a financial board, we've got a property strategy team as well. If we can kind of get those people together to um, come to some kind of consensus, we can uh, jumpstart the process in some ways uh, to, to get the proposal further along than it might have been otherwise. Now, I, I, I don't want to speak for, for these guys, but I, I think that what, what the feedback has been was the congregation, the full congregation rather than just the leadership team wanted to be involved in that process. And so in order to do that um, in a way that is as fair as we can, uh, our hope is that by the end of this week, uh, we will be sending out a, a SurveyMonkey email. That our, We won't send it from SurveyMonkey. It'll come from our normal uh, email system. But there will be a SurveyMonkey survey. I can't speak tonight. I'm sorry. I agreed to facilitate, and then I can't talk. Uh, there will be a survey that will be sent out. Uh, and the point of that survey will be to gauge the congregation's comfortability with um, the, the percentage of uh, the, the sale that will be, donate, will be um, donated to Bridge of Hope or shared with, I don't know what the particular term is. Bridge of Hope. Anyway, that, but uh, that way uh, we can kind of take uh, a gauge from the entirety of the congregation and hopefully come to some some consensus uh, that, that says um, that the ranges were from here to here and, and, and the, the, the proposal probably needs to be somewhere here in the middle. And that way everybody has their opportunity to, to give feedback. Uh, but ultimately, and I think this, is, this has been danced around so I wanna make sure I, I clarify this and I'm gonna, hold on one second. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I just want, I, I need her, I need Janae's attention because I want to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. Laura was talking, I'm sorry. No, I just need, I, I just want to make sure that I'm saying, I'm saying this correctly because I think this is the question that Bruce was asking and I want to, and I know that Wade had this, had this question on the 23rd and I had some other folks who have, have stated this question, which is the thing that the church needs to vote on, this congregation needs to vote on is a proposal for the sale of the land. Now that proposal includes a percentage of the proceeds which will be donated to Bridge of Hope. The local, the, what the local portion will be used for is not necessarily set in stone. Is that correct? Correct. Boom, and that okay. Was a misunderstanding of That's, the pastor. Yeah. So we, we're glad Allie. to clear that up tonight. Because that was different from Sunday. That's okay. That was we misunderstood that in our conversation. So that's something that we've clarified since then also. Because I thought yeah. that was we, we understood to be it to be what we put in the proposal was the not set stone, but that was the general direction. So we're we're getting different understanding of that. Now, that it's very so. different. So I was the one that authored a lot of that, <clears throat> authored the paperwork that went there with help of Tyson of a list of here's all the types of things we would want to fix, and if we are going to adjust that paper 
I wish we would go, I'd like the opportunity to go back and make it a little more general and take things like doorknobs and stuff like that off and say general improvements for building and things that would then also have to be approved at a budget level, budget proposal for major um, expenses. I think what, what the, the, the reason I asked that last question, I think, is because I don't believe that the proposal, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe the proposal needs to state any purpose for the proceeds. Well, we were told that needs to be part of the, com that's part of the conversation. Okay. That's part of the conversation and how we, you know, how we <laughs> talk about um, how, how, how the funds are going to be used. Okay. Um, so that there is an interest on my part to invest in the Olathe congregation. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it is important to me to invest in this congregation. Does that mean it is the most important thing for me that you invest in this building? No. But I am willing to support that investment because there are some needed improvements that have been expressed. Does that mean that I think that all of them should be, that not everything on that list is not doable within that amount? That's part of the conversation ongoing, but part of, of my position in this is saying, yes, I want to invest in the Olathe congregation, and I want you to also be engaged in that conversation of how we do that. If there were to be a different um, proposal to the pastorate for a missional project that was not investing in a building, then I hope that we would all jump for joy <laughs> and say, wow, that, let's explore that possibility. I, I, I don't know if I'm clarifying um, or confusing, um, but part of the conversation with the pastorate in terms of uh, how we look at this split was a good faith understanding that there was a generous um, contribution to Bridge of Hope, and there was also a generous investment in the Olathe Congregation local mission here. And then how that is dispersed particularly does not have to be exactly to what is on the list. I think it should be either in general, um, but the um, pastorate did just incredible due diligence in terms of really laying out particulars of, of ideas that they have in terms of bringing the building up to code. Um, so. so how is the best way for you to find out? How is the best way for us to find out what the congregation's desire is for the percentage? You know, I like what... The survey, we will be able to decide. I mean, are you going to use that as the vote 
uh, the survey or? Mickey, are you asking if that will determine the number we send to World Church? Right. Is that what you're asking? How is that? How are, how once are we going to decide gathered, that we'll, number then? Yeah. Once the survey results are gathered, will that be the number we send to World Church? Is what Mickey's asking. Well, we will come to some sort of consensus from all those numbers. We're going to get every number from nothing to 100%. So we're going to, we have to then take that and find the average of that. The average of, I thought, what was that, what was that vote you said the other day? You had to have a two-thirds vote. Yeah. Is that just on the sale of the land? Mm -hmm. Yes. I know, but that's a problem. But two things are together. I know, and they're together, so. Yes. There's nothing we can do about it. Yes. I know. Okay, I have a couple of questions. One, why haven't we asked Al to speak here more recently? We have. We have. Well, somebody needs to be more strong in making that request. Secondly, okay, so... Just to clarify for me, this, I have a question, not a comment. Are we voting, is it one motion or two motions? One motion. One motion. Yeah, my understanding is that it is one motion that includes a, a, a yay or nay on the sale that includes the portion of the proceeds that will go to the World Church. Now, the, there will probably be some language in there as to what the... Um, Proceeds of the of of the local, uh, what the local net proceeds will go towards, but they ultimately will be determined by a vote by the congregation. That that you're not, we're not necessarily voting on what the proceeds are specifically being used for. That will be a determination that will be kind of discussed, I think, locally more so. There will still be some. Um, there will still be some uh, approvals needed, I believe, if we if we go over the five thousand dollar cap. If we do decide to use it for building, but we're kind of, the, the whole point of including some of those building capital expenses ahead of time was really to try and um, lay the groundwork for making that request in the future. Am I am I right in saying that, Janae? I'm, I'm a surrogate for Laura here. She's asked me to ask this question. Why isn't it two motions? They're, they're kind of unrelated. I mean, one uh, is, do we want to sell? Church. That's a world church ruling, right? The part of the, the with the new net proceeds policy, the disbursement of net proceeds just in terms of what stays local and what goes to world church is determined prior to the vote to sell. So that, so that is determined prior, going into the vote. So how, the, how then what stays local is dispersed is at the approval in terms of budgeting of, of the congregation, budgeting approval. It must be past my bedtime, because I'm having trouble understanding this. 
Am I the only one? No. No. We okay. Don't have a it seems to me like there's two different questions. Mm -hmm. And so I hear the debate being on the split, not on selling the land, but if somebody doesn't want to sell the land, then that enters into it. You did have one vote that didn't want to sell the land. So can a person make an amendment to this motion when it comes up, or is it an up and down vote? It will be, it will be an up and down vote of to sell or not to sell based on what the predetermined um, percentage is. I'm wondering, and, and I'm going to just talk out loud, and then Janae can say yes or no to that, but what if we chose to separate it in anticipation or before we said yes or no? So what if we did the survey and we came up with an amount that we thought reflected somewhat a consensus, and then we, on the 14th, voted on that percentage as an up or down, whatever, you know, we, wherever we land, which then could be amended because it hadn't been approved yet by the World Church. So then whatever we land, wherever we land at that point, then gets inserted into, into the proposal that gets given to the World Church, and then at a later date, the yes-no vote for the whole proposal is taken. You know, the risk of that might be Kim Lingle saying, I'm sorry, I am not waiting any longer than that. But I'm, it sounds to me like where, where we're wanting is that we want that percentage to be an, an actual vote taken by the congregation, um, in which case that would need to happen on the 14th. And then we would need to come back together after the World Church had approved or given us feedback to that voted on percentage for us to then say an up-down vote to the sale of the land. So is that reflecting what the concern is and that we want to actually have a, a person in the pew vote for, um, for the percentage that is sub, um, turned into the World Church as part of their proposal? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I didn't um, come with any answers. I, I came know, only I with that's, questions. That's, that's kind of what I'm so, hearing is what, what the desire is. I think that well, I'm gonna let Janae talk because I'm I'm just gonna mess it up. So <laughs> go ahead. No, I think that that is, if that is um, the desire, <laughs> that can be taken into account. Um, again, what what uh, Mary is saying is, if you have then two separate kinds of business meetings, for me, I'm really not interested in kind of this bidding <laughs> kind of um, situation of, oh, what is my comfort level here? What is the appropriate level? Um, but if that is where people are holding on to not selling, um, then I want to hear, I want to hear that, that feedback. But I really think that um, what is for the health of the congregation is to come to a consensus that, um, that, that we are willing to um, contribute as part of this opportunity, as part of our true capacity, um, this amount. Now, if that is, if you're going to take that to vote, and that is the piece that keeps people from voting yes to sell, yeah. then we also all lose that opportunity. 
So, so, yeah. um, so it is important for the pastorate to hear through whatever this process is through the, the survey is to get a feel for, um, for how the congregation is, um, is sensing. And maybe it'll come back a surprise to all of us. <laughs> uh, one of the questions that was going around is on our just true, you know, capacity. If if you got your forty percent, and 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 then all of a sudden we find out that just we can't meet our 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 expenditures to bring this to code, then then the comment was, well, you can just come to us and borrow the money. And that's what got a lot of people kind of hot, saying, oh, now wait, we're going to give up. What, what talking about? I had heard that, that regardless, it's going around. So I'm just saying, if it comes that the 60% cannot meet the congregational need, then the comment was, well, just then don't worry about it. You could just go to World Church and borrow the money. Which, of course, absolutely made no sense. And so that was part of the conversation that's going around. And I just want to get that out there, saying that's what, you know, I mean, financially, that's the dumbest thing on earth, is to give something that then you're going to borrow and pay interest on and all, all that kind of stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I actually, I, I think I do remember that being... That being that coming up in the meeting, but I know it was not from one of you guys. It was, I believe that was that came up from a congregant, um, and I don't know that that is necessarily the case. Um, it may be, it may be, it was a question, uh, but I think I think that that was brought up. I, whether or not that is that is true, I think we will ultimately still be. I think we would still be charged to, to, I think when we think about capacity and, and, and this congregation, we know that, that the, the code needs and the things like that are probably, they probably far exceed $420,000. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean that, that I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that that means that we can't um, Take a portion of it and give some of it to Bridge of Hope, as uh, even as as a, a statement of support as a part of our worldwide membership in that in this faith. Um, but uh, but as as far as your question goes, I know that these guys didn't say it. I'm I'm remembering somebody else saying it, but I, I can't I can't remember that the specifics of it. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come back and just say, did you guys get your question? I, I, th I think when we think about the best way to um, use everyone's uh, time and uh, in in a in the setting like this, when if we're talking, and I think Janae's like point about like a bidding war and things like that are probably appropriate because a business meeting to to try and come to a consensus on a percentage is going to be very challenging. Uh, I, I, and and I'm, I'm speaking. This is this is my opinion. So I'm I'm speaking. I'm stepping out of the facilitator role for a second here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from an opinion standpoint. I'm not certain that 
there is going to be a, because I, because I was in the meeting on the 14th of September, and I know that there was a wide range there. Uh, and with a smaller group, we were able to come to the consensus of 40%. Now, when we enlarge that group, we're gonna, we're gonna struggle pretty mightily, and I don't know that it's necessarily going to be beneficial. I think, and, and, and to Jim's point, I think a survey potentially, one, it keeps everybody's kind of opinions confidential, but it gives people the ability to freely express, and we, get a, we probably get a broader representation and a fuller representation of kind of the, the opinions of what that range should be. Now, um, I may be wrong in that, but that, that would be my, my opinion in us trying to use a business meeting to determine a percentage is going to be really challenging. which I didn't even realize until a few years ago. In the winter, I have a good voice. Well, I have a better voice. Okay. Pat's telling me, get, get on with it. Um, so the survey will, is it a one-question survey? What percentage do you? It would probably be two to three questions. Oh, the is? first question would be, the first question would be, I, I think in a lot of ways we can accomplish with, sorry, I think in a lot of ways we can accomplish with the survey what we would potentially be trying to accomplish with two business meetings, which is assess the congregation's ability or, or, or um, willingness to sell the land, which I think, based on the, the, those who attended the, the meeting on the, on the 23rd, we think is actually pretty high. But then the second part of that question is what is the percentage that we believe should be uh, donated to Bridge of Hope? Um, I think those two questions potentially are the two questions that we would ask. We may, I, I don't want to limit us to only two questions because, you know, you get, you only get that, that amount of, uh, attention from people once. And, you know, if you want to survey them for other reasons, you take advantage of it. But, but I think the purpose of that survey will really be to try and determine what the moving forward proposal should look like. So, so I'm pretty new to the congregation officially. So, Welcome. And, and I never did get my picture on the hallway, which oh, I'm, like, yeah, I'm like still, yeah, exactly, exactly. So my, my feathers are a little ruffled by that. But Chris said a couple weeks ago that, you know, this offer, it's no coincidence that it happened during this congregational blessing. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I'm for selling and I'm for sharing. I, I, I just am. Now, what I'm about to say, though, may upset some people, and I apologize, but I, I, I'm a CPA, and I view this through that lens, and I've read a lot. As, that was sent out, and I've been trying to educate myself on all of this, and I, I, I was focusing on President Vizi's letter in September of 2017. It was a time to act. And, you know, to me there are a couple things to, 
that we need to make this all work together, the world church and, and us. We need vibrant congregations to support the world church, but we also need faith and trust in how the world church spends its money. I mean, that just is, that's part of, kind of, in my mind, that's God's mutual agreement that we all have with each other. And, and so when I, when I see the letter and it says it's a time to act, and I know that this is, this is quarterback, armchair quarterbacking, and I've got the, you know, I, I can, I'm cutting through a lot of noise and a lot of years, but you don't, before I go further, we've heard a lot about pension plans having trouble. And we heard a lot about that in like 2009, 2010 when the stock market was crashing. And the assets that were supporting these pension plans were decimated. It's odd and peculiar to me that we have this problem, and, I, and I, I have no ill will toward any of the people receiving any of the money from the pensions. But we've had some of the greatest stock market gains in years, these past eight years or so. So you don't wake up one day and you find that you have a $115 million shortfall in your pension plans. And so it's a little ironic to me when I read the title and it said a time to act. And, and my perspective is the time to act was when we made the promises to these people. And we didn't act like we should have. And so that really has, that has eroded my faith in how the church spends its money. And that is where I have the struggles. It's not that I, I don't want the best for everyone, but that really is troubling to me on a lot of levels. And, and, I, and I, I don't know that I have faith that we can cover that hole before the money runs out. And I hope that I'm wrong. But that, that's really where I'm coming from and really what I'm struggling with. You've got a mic. I understand, and I, I don't know if there's a question in that or if that was just a, a statement. Um, I will say, um, um, I understand where that feeling comes from, and I understand that concern, and I share that concern at times. Um, we, have, we were not able to recover after the economic downturn as quickly as some because of um, the, the assessment of the land values and the investments. We're not able to recover um, as, as quickly as others were. So we can look back, and we have, and decisions have been made and changes have been made um, we're dealing with two primary factors in a declining contributor base and the economic downturn in, 20, in 2008. So when you look at the 115 million number that has been um, diminished to 72 million, that is still a large number. 
Of that 72 million, there have been pledges and contributions, um, uh, pledges and and pledges and contributions to the tune of I think it's 39.6 million. Some of those are over a long period of time, so it's not a not all of the pledges are in like three to five years. So we're monitoring how those pledges are coming in, but some of those are long-term um, estates. Um, that have been contributed to, um, made contributions out of estates to Bridge of Hope. So that's a longer period before those. So then that number becomes 28.8 million. Um, and so we are starting to, we are approaching that 72 just because we don't want to, uh, because there is, like I said, some uncertainty with some of the timing of some of the pledges. Um, but that is a significant response, a significant response from people to contribute because as an organization, we have said what we have found ourselves in the same position that many organizations have found themselves in, in terms of retirement responsibilities. But we have said we are going to uphold it. And so rather than cashing out and saying and walking away, which may be a wise business decision, we have said that's not who we are. That's not a justice. That's not who we are as a people that upholds peace and justice. And so in this moment, we find ourselves challenged because we have said we are not going to walk away. And I realize, and again, I have the same concern. I did not respond to a call to be a minister of global mission so that I could talk about <laughs> property and, and finances. But by golly, I believe that we can meet this goal. I believe that we will. And I am claimed by the same vision that you are all claimed by of why you are where you are, of why you believe in the vision that has been cast before us. And when we come to these points, we are all trying to do the best thing that we can do, what is wise, what is good stewardship. But I have seen the response in a few short years. In two years, the response has been unbelievable. And we will continue to see that kind of response, but it's not going to just be automatic or easy. It shouldn't be. We should have these conversations that help us to best shape what is given to us, to best shape the resources that we are entrusted to steward, to use those so that, yes, we can respond to this responsibility because we have said we are not walking away, and so that we can invest in local opportunities of mission. And so, all of that is to say that I don't say 
that I am not, I, I, I can't honestly say to you that I have no concerns <laughs> um, or that, um, that it is easy. But I believe it is possible. I, I'm, I'm, I'd like to sell the land, and I support it. And I appreciate the attempt to um, survey so we can move forward and get it, help you guys, all of us, make a decision in terms of the uh, percentage. But more importantly, I appreciate the pause that we took to figure this out together and all of us be better educated at the same time. So thank you for our leadership team to think through that and to listen and to continue listening. And we listen, all of us, to each other. I appreciate what Brian said, and I appreciate what Janae has said, and um, I would like in the survey um, for there to be an explanation of what Bridge of Hope is, because I don't think everybody really knows what that is, and you know, I feel like I'm speaking for those who have no voice in this room at this moment, because Jim and I are very involved in the Temple Ambassador Program. And most of the people there are retired appointees. And it is our great privilege to be able to serve with them because they are still serving today in many, many areas where um, volunteers are needed in the church. And, you know, they are, they are actually earning more than they, they ever earned in, um, they're giving more than they've ever earned in the many years of service that they've had, and they're not getting paid now any nth, to any nth degree of what they should be in retirement. They get very, very small retirements. And I think that's a very well-kept secret in the church because they are very humble people. And we are so blessed to have had their ministry and to still have their ministry today. And, you know, if I had my way, I'd say 100% because from what Laura said the other day, that fund is going to be defunct by 2021. And then what are they going to do? And, you know, our piddly amount of the 420000 you know, what is that going to do? Is it going to buy us a doorknob or is it going to buy them a piece of bread? And that's how I feel about it. We are called at this moment to make a sacrifice, if we want to say it's a sacrifice. A commitment, I think, is more the word to use. Because we're not sacrificing anything. That land is laid fallow ever since we've been here for 18 years. This is a blessing that we can share. I don't care what percentage it is. It's a blessing. And that's how we need to look at that. But in the survey, I would hope that an explanation of what Bridge of Hope is could be included. We'll be, we'll be sure and, and include that as a part of the survey. Thank you. Yeah. I'm agreeing to that because I probably will write it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So um, we're not going to re um, reach consensus tonight. What we have tried to do is to allow you to be heard um, and to let you know that our next step moving forward is to um, share the survey that we hope all in our congregation will feel called to share their um, true capacity um, point of view. That information, total transparency, we will share as soon as we have it with everyone in the congregation so that you'll know where that landed. Um, then at that point, um, we will have conversation about um, putting the proposal um, together that we can submit to the World Church um, and be ready, hopefully October 14th, for the yes-no vote. It sounds to me as if there is um, some concern about the fact that those two questions are still inextricably linked. Um, and so if there is um, enough concern that we need to slow the process down even more and vote on the percentage first before we can do the yes-no, then that needs to be expressed to us ASAP because we're moving ahead with a timeline that we're trying to honor um, Kim Lingle and what he has done with us in his development company. But we also know that consensus in this group is essential, and the sense of family we have is something that we treasure. Um, and so I just wanted to let you know our, our next steps forward um, will be the survey, um, responding as quickly as we can. We will share the results to you. We will then modify the existing proposal um, to show that, that new whatever um, reality is. Um, it will also um, take into consideration what we've learned tonight about how we don't need to be as specific um, about how the funds that are local are used and that there can still be discussion and should be discussion after the yes-no vote on how that money is um, distributed so that we don't have to um, complicate the conversation on the 14th about how that percentage that stays local is used, but that we will give ourselves time with the blessing of the um, bishop and the field apostle to spend that time um, discerning the best way and that maybe our congregational blessing can some way um, help show the, the way forward with that. Um, so that the vote on the 14th will still need to be yes, no, sell the land, um, and what percentage stays local, what percentage goes to World Church, and that we will um, commit to the local funds being used in some way that is missionally appropriate um, to both the, the World Church and to us as a congregation. So those are the next steps that I feel I've heard um, and again, if it's something that we need to have a vote on that percentage beyond the survey, then I think we need to hear, all, any and all of us need to hear that ASAP because we're going to um, need to get back to Kim if we're going to further delay um, um, his understanding of, of our timeline. Does that make sense? Are there questions that I've raised in my retelling of what I think I heard today, tonight? anything more with it or I think I think everybody feels like uh, they've had an opportunity to discuss this I appreciate 
all of you sharing your, uh, your thoughts, your concerns, your feelings. I appreciate, Janae, for you being here this evening. Uh, I, uh, I, Bruce, would you mind saying a, a closing prayer? I'm going to ask Bruce to say a closing prayer, and uh, we'll adjourn. and through the body language and through um, the rich associations that we have with one another. We give you thanks for uh, those relationships and the way that you uh, have uh, bonded us together. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of um, disagree sometimes and we, we uh, kind of chisel our way through issues. And yet, uh, Lord, in, in the... Uh, outcome of, of those deliberations. We know that as we stand firm in our belief and in our commitment to uh, the mission of Christ, that you will always be with us. We uh, pray for the uh, days <clears throat> ahead as we come together to, uh, to vote, to deliberate further, uh, we pray that your good spirit would just uh, be with us always and would bind us together uh, in even a more firm um, bond of, of love and peace. We thank you for your holy presence in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone.